Welcome to the Catastrophic Comeback Podcast with American injury lawyer Clark Speaks, helping you find hope, purpose, and joy after a catastrophic injury. So, so is it just is it just painting, or are there other art forms that are involved too? It so can is be there... anything. It can be paint. It can be clay. It can be found objects in nature. Found objects like recycling, um, you know, trash, so to speak. Um, it can be tearing paper. It can be gluing. Does a person anything? You know. How would a person? Let's see. Let's look at it this way. If a person thought they would benefit from art therapy. Would they need to find an art, art therapist? There's two school of thoughts at this. There's some people that have gone to school to get their master's specifically in art therapy. There's some people that have gone to get an expressive art therapy degree. And there's some people who are mental health professionals who use art as a tool. And there's some people on the art therapy perspective who are like, oh, well, the people who are using art really don't understand everything about it. They haven't learned about the modalities and the, all of the different information about the materials and what could do what and what could be harmful maybe or to a client, not harmful like in the way that they would be traumatized, but maybe they don't need to cry and they're using material that would release emotions when they need to maybe be calmer or something like that. Um, but my philosophy about it is if anyone is seeking help and needs healing, utilize what you have. But if you really want a person that knows what they're doing, um, specifically with art therapy, I would recommend going to an art therapist who actually has that training. Before they actually, you know, contacted an art therapist, you know, what, what it sounds like, if I, if I put myself in that person's, person's position, I'm thinking, all right, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I even want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a good idea. But what I probably could do is I could probably ask, you know, my wife or my husband or my mother or whatever, or my friend to next time they're at CVS, pick up some supplies. Let me see if I can do this. And let me see if this has any benefit to me. Sure. To me. And then, and then maybe, you know, go to the kitchen table and do something. And if I got some good feelings or felt like it was, it helped me process mm -hmm. something, I'll, maybe I'll do it again. And if it you not, could, absolutely. you know, is that a reasonable first step or not? I think so. I mean, and just like journaling and journaling can be helpful for people. Um, you also, when, at least for me, when I've worked with clients and people call, like there's an interview process on the phone before they even come to the office, you know, where they get to ask questions. I kind of see what they're, what they're thinking. Um, and again, I get the question about the creativity and, um, I think once they're in my office and around art materials and see how, um, simple it could be that that anxiety is alleviated and then for some people it doesn't it isn't what they need right but at um, least they know but they know they've tried it and you know there's no harm in that they're, they're trying to figure out what works for them so you talked about there's two different schools of thought you said one school of thought is like you know art therapy is uh uh is helpful and critical and, and important and then you there was another school of thought that that sort of didn't think it was as valuable as... It's still valuable. It's just people who are utilizing art don't have the background or the training. Okay, now you have... But anyone can... I mean, art is art, right? So, you know. My recollection is that your background, your education, your experiences in both counseling and art therapy. Is mm -hmm. that right? Okay, so, so you could go back and forth from talking to people about traditional counseling methods mm -hmm. and Absolutely. processing these kinds of things in more of a clinical environment. 
or going over and helping somebody uh, through art therapy. Is, am I saying that correctly? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and sometimes even a client, you know, one time that we'll be working on an art project, the next time we're processing and verbally and we're talking about it. You know, I use a combination of both. Okay, so have have each of these things been helpful in different ways, or is some people more responsive to one than the other, or or is it is it, it you go back and forth and for an and individual forth. client? Absolutely, and what works best for them because there are some clients um, who you know they'll be quiet while they're working on something, and then there's other clients who are talking the whole time while they're creating, and there's some clients who are like, I don't even want to um, create anything today. I just want to talk. Or I want to talk about the thing that I worked on last week. I had these thoughts, these feelings. This is what came up from that. Are there some people that say, hey, I don't want to talk today. I just want to create? Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that comes to my mind when you're describing this is I'm like, okay, you know, I think a lot. What I know a lot of my personal clients um, really tend to discount and play down, downplay the mental health mm -hmm. injury that is produced by a serious physical injury, you know? And, uh, and it's, it's like they, they feel like that's weakness for them to acknowledge that, that okay, my body is hurt, and they just want to say, no, I'm okay, I'm, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, which I admire, you know, that, that, that determination, but I've, I feel like that, that that's not acknowledging a part of this process, which is a mental health injury that I has agree. to be addressed. Because, you know, when you've had a traumatic experience, it affects your brain, your lymphatic, your limpet, your limpet system. I'm not saying that word right. And you need to acknowledge that. And trauma can also be um, kind of stuck in the body. And it does affect your body. And it can affect your health. And if you're not um, in a place where you, you know, can accept that, that might be one of the goals that you could work towards. But I, do, I definitely feel like the mental health component of having anything that's been, you know, significantly um, a change or, you know, in your life, it, it can help. We always tell people that um, after, and this is after any kind of injury, we say, you know, sit quietly in a room and go over yourself head to toe and try to figure out you know, what hurts, what's yeah, bothering, you, bothering you, and what's mm -hmm. your body's telling you in terms of your injuries. Because a lot of times adrenaline will mask something, mm -hmm. pain medication will mask sure. something, or, you know, your leg is broken, so that doesn't, that conceals the fact that your elbow is sprained, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because you're so focused on this thing that is a bigger deal. So we want people to sort of uh, think about that from top to bottom. And then, uh, but, but now that yeah, you mentioned it, it seems kind like, of sure, yeah, 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 right. So our goal is to help people recover physically, financially, and emotionally. And, and as, we're, as we're thinking about this, what I'm thinking is there probably should be a, a mental health, uh, you know, for, for, you know, if somebody gets rear-ended on Market Street and their back hurts, mm -hmm. or, or rear-ended on Independence Boulevard in Charlotte, this, that's probably, this is probably not, uh, you know, what we're talking about. But if somebody has a permanent injury that affects their ability to do things and their relationships and those types of things and their uh, ability to provide for their families, then I, then it, then I think that yeah, we have picture. to do some type of mental health. Where does this fit in the mental health assessment pa package? Is somebody going to, is somebody going to, would a person go to a mental health facility and they would screen and they would recommend art therapy or are they going to have to find this on their own? 
Um, they'd have to find it on their own. You can, there's an art therapy, American Art Therapy Association website that will list art therapists in the area. You can go to Psychology Today and research art therapists and come up with names. Um, the tricky part about it is some insurances will accept it and some don't. Sometimes it's self-pay. Um, most art therapists that I know across the country are on sliding scales. Um, sometimes there's group act, uh, group uh, therapy sessions too that um, can be in the community that are a little you know more efficient cost-wise. And that's kind of the process you go to. Um, Sometimes a, another mental health professional might know of an art therapist in the area and then refer out with that in conjunction with, you know, a traditional therapist as well. Um, and it depends on where you are, you know. In, in larger city, there's definitely more resources and places and groups that might have a little bit of um, a variety of mental health professionals in one um, office or one group practice or something like that. I can imagine that... This would be something that could be done remotely, right? Like, in other mm -hmm. words, if you're in a rural area of somewhere in the U.S. or whatever, you could probably access an art therapist For sure. just about anywhere in the world. You can. And at some of my colleagues um, from graduate school, that they do only remote. And that's just, you know, a little bit different of an organization process of making sure that your client gets the list of art supplies you know, that's really the only difference. And, you know, obviously the um, technology component of being able to be on Zoom or some kind of, you know, something like that. So just to walk through that process, it might look like, okay, you contact it. it what was, let's say, what does the process look like for a person who's working, find somebody in their town? Maybe they, maybe they think this would be beneficial. So mm -hmm. maybe they Google art therapist near me, they find somebody, they make an appointment. What is that process? How does that process work from there? Um, are you talking about just for remote or either? First, just, I mean, in your town, mm -hmm. and then second, remote. So, yeah, first in your town, you research, you find a name, you make a phone call. Um, probably we'll call you back because they're in session, right? And, um, the, again, they'll, you know, get some general information, you know, about what's going on. And uh, that is the first step. Um, making an appointment. There's some paperwork, you know, like any other time you go see a professional medical or mental health where there's other questions where the therapist can um, get to know the client a little bit more to have a general idea. And then that intake process of that first session is a lot of talking and getting to know the person and what, you know, what are their goals? Why are they here? What's the outcomes that they might want? What, you know, what do they need to work on? Um, and then after that, the art therapist would develop some therapeutic goals, and then the next session would be moving on those goals. Um, for me, the first session with clients, I still do some sort of art, art activity, even if it's just for, like, relaxation. Sure, yeah. You know? And I imagine they're kind of thinking, this is what we're going to do today, right? They're right? like, oh, I'm here to paint or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. And you talk about that, too, on the phone. Like, what do you think art therapy is so that you can kind of, um, you know, hopefully – uh, guide those if they have any misconceptions you, their expectations can be realistic and then like for the remote situation um, most therapists will say that they do remote counseling and same thing you make the phone call and in depending on the person the, the um, art therapist they may um, have a quick zoom to meet real quick and then um, 
go over guidelines of what to expect and these are the supplies you might need. Um, these are the times we're going to meet. Some, and sometimes there's like homework where they may have them do something and then show them at the next appointment that would be via Zoom or something. Yeah. You mentioned therapeutic goals. Well, g give me an example of some therapeutic goals that might be reasonable under these circumstances. Like the, let's say that someone's having um, ruminating thoughts about, let's say, an accident or um, a injury, and they that's all they're thinking about. So, you know, they're having anxiety, they can't sleep, they can't eat, it's really impacting their day-to-day -day life. That would, a therapeutic goal would be like, okay, within four sessions, um, anxiety will be alleviated from a 10 to a six, or we can think about it without, the, have the client think about it without having this major, you know, emotional response in the body. So that would be a therapeutic goal. Um, another one could be, let's say it's a loss, uh, like a death or something like that. I was going to ask you about that. Um, it can be, you know, working through the feelings first, establishing coping mechanisms. Um, it can even be having some goals of like, okay, I'm isolating. I now need to kind of get out and live my life. You can kind of incorporate those types of goals within the session and with the art too. So I remember uh, 60 Minutes, Bruce Springsteen, like 20 years ago, mm -hmm. having a, being on there, and, and, the, and the guy was like, so you're seeing a therapist, and he was kind of like trying to, you know, expose him or whatever, and he's like, yeah, and, and, then, and then he says, uh, I think everybody would benefit I from absolutely agree. seeing I a therapist. I think every single person on the earth would benefit from going to a therapist. It's a safe place where you have no judgment. You know, there's, you can talk about anything and everything. Or, you know, in the art world, art therapy world, you can draw anything you want to, too, as well. Or paint, or create, or rip up, or whatever, you know. Is there, are there uh, protections from disclosing any of that information in your world? Sure. It's the same as any other mental health um, profession. There's, you know, confidentiality agreement, and, they, and that's something they would sign, too. Um, yeah, what they tell me is what they tell me. And there's, you know, there's some exceptions if someone's getting hurt or abused or um, something like that. If they that plan to do something hurt, harmful hurt to somebody else right. in the future or themselves. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, there's... And that's still talked about. Like, it's not like, oh, you're, you're having some suicidal thoughts. I mean, um, just go ahead and call somebody or let's um, commit you or, like, let's get another screening at, like, our local ER or something. It, it's something that you still have a conversation with and still process that, too. Right. Uh, so, so one of the things that occurs to me um, is, you know, that people might hear this and they might think, oh, again, I have these clients that are like, okay, my, my physical stuff is, but my mental health is okay, I'm fine. Um, what, I, what I'm thinking is, how can it hurt, right? I mean, you're dealing with something that's, that's traumatic, you're dealing with something that is, uh, that is, causing stress, causing anxiety, causing fear, causing frustration, causing anger, causing agitation, causing you to not be able to sleep, mm -hmm. affecting your relationships. These are the signs that you need to have, see a therapist and talk to them about something, right? And that, you would point out those things, you know, are you having trouble sleeping? How's your appetite? You know, um, how are you feeling out in public? How are you feeling alone? And it's just kind of um, part of the therapy process could be bringing awareness to the, yeah, you know, Maybe I'm not at my best. Maybe I do need help. Maybe I do, would like to sleep a little more. Uh, yeah, I'm not actually eating. 
And I'm isolating myself from my family and my friends. I mean, it's just bringing that um, mindfulness could be helpful too. So, so my question is, how could it hurt? So, so is or in in your experience, have you ever seen this art therapy be harmful to anybody? Not in my experience. I can't imagine how it could be. I mean, I'm I I've not ever heard of it hurt, harming anyone. Um, you know, some people might not like it. You know, might not be for them. It, correct. It might not be for them or they're, you know, just having a difficult time trying to express something and they're like, eh, I'd rather go run. I'd rather journal. I'd rather read. I'd rather do yoga. I'd rather do meditation. I mean, rather go to church, you know, okay. and that's okay too. But if you don't try it and you're not willing to open yourself up to see if it's something that would work for you, you know, you won't know. So, so you bring up an interesting point. I was done, but, 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 I, but you brought up something that's interesting. What other kinds of, if, let's say that they tried art therapy and it wasn't for them, you mentioned yoga, meditation, mm-hmm. running, are there other things? So I'm trying to figure out if we should have other guests and, it, you, mm-hmm. you know, that makes sense. Meditation, yoga, mm-hmm. running. So are there other uh, f- f- activities that you think can be therapeutic under these circumstances? Sure. Some of those I, that, you know, you just, that I said that you wrote down, those are important. Um, I think having a huge not a huge, but a trusted support system. There can be support groups. There can be social groups um, that with other people that have had a similar experience. That could be helpful. Um, and that might not be as, uh, to some people, as serious as, like, going into therapy. Um, you know, some people uh, garden or just want to look at plants, you know. Um, cooking is another form that helps like a, a, to me, it's an art, art form, but that can be therapeutic and um, help. Uh, mentioned yoga, exercise, being out in nature, I think it's a big one. Finding whatever can ground you. Um, swimming. Yeah, in, any form of uh, exercise. It seems mm-hmm. to be like uh, the commonality here is what uh, finding something that you'll enjoy doing that'll take your mind off of the negative components of what you're dealing with and give you some space to process mm-hmm. and to uh space to process space to express it space to release it space to um maybe be grateful for what you do have absolutely can all those things can help okay you know well, CJ, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate pleasure. it. And I think uh, that, that this is going to help a lot of people. So thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.